I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. So in the turmoil of world news this week, it uh, it's not hard to find occasions to worry. A lot of things to worry about right now, especially what's going on at the border. And uh, we're looking into that. I'm looking into that, actually. I was watching some things this morning that really had me troubled. And uh, as it, you know, continues to populate the news, I uh, may have something to talk about. But until then, I'm still... Still waiting on some things to see how this all works itself out. But there are two other subjects that um, that have become prominent. And I, I was going to talk with them uh, before the deep freeze. But then there are a lot of other things that have been happening that uh, need to be addressed. And so these subjects, you know, they're, they're raising alarm from Silicon Valley. They're raising alarm from uh, high-tech laboratories And the halls of Congress are also alarmed. And what it all deals with is, well, they they relate to the potential of AI to make humans obsolete. And there's a global threat, not only with interspace, but now they're even saying that there is a connection with the mystery of UFOs. And even when reframed as the less intimidating UAP, it still sounds a little scary, right? UAP, artificial intelligence. But the real problem is that the two these two issues of AI and UFOs are now becoming more closely related than anyone had foreseen. And, and uh, their combined power to disrupt social business and perhaps even spiritual realities threatens to become uncontrollable, even if the two constituencies have little in common. But what we're getting at here is from the time of Avi Loeb to the time of when we were talking with Richard Hoagland about artifacts found on Mars or on the moon or elsewhere, that this would be the clincher, that it would be techno signatures that would reveal the truth about extraterrestrials, not bio signatures, at least not yet. I mean, bio signatures would be awesome if we were able to find a extraterrestrial biological life form that would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're not alone but just the idea of finding artifacts uh old machinery old tools maybe even old computers and old artificial intelligence that would give us an idea of what we're dealing with we're not really dealing with a biological alien but maybe uh an artificial intelligence or a synthetic intelligence that flies around in these craft whatever they might be but we see that the interest in the technosignatures and biosignatures are going to lead to some sort of disclosure of life or artificial life that's on the threshold right now being revealed. Now, I'll tell you right now, NASA's not playing along. They, 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 they get told this and they just turn around and snub their nose at it. If they don't find it, if they don't name it, if they don't categorize it, they don't want to have anything to do with it. Okay. They want their scientists to be the ones to discover it, and they want it to come from their mouths, not the mouths of these scientists. They're way ahead of them, okay? And there are many scientists that don't think that an exobiological specimen will be found anytime soon. 
the the prospect of finding artificial intelligence or techno signatures at the moment is promising and that well they were saying that the new moon missions were going to be used to locate and recover technical artifacts on the moon and later mars but we're not anywhere near putting a team on the moon again as many of the moon missions and prospects have found themselves grounded and malfunctioning and of course all the moon missions have been delayed for another two or three years and and during the space race back you know when we were in our space heyday nasa they spent like 25 billion dollars on the apollo program and even when they put that much money into the apollo program we we look back and we're saying yeah it was failure after failure after failure before it reached the moon and now we have 70 years of institutional knowledge and culture under our belts all of it geared towards designing building and testing spacecraft and yet and yet we did a show a while back with uh, mike barra and we talked about the failures now there's been failure after failure which has pushed the advent of the man moon landing to 2026 china and india okay they've both placed robotic landers on the moon russia's luna 25 crash landed last year nearly 60 years after the soviet union's luna 9 nailed the first gentle touchdown landers built by private companies have a 100 percent failure record on the moon a 100 percent failure record on the moon think about that for a moment the Israeli Beersheet lander crashed in 2019. A Japanese lander built by iSpace crashed last year on the moon. Landing on the moon, I feel, and I know I've expressed this many times, I think landing on the moon now, some 70 years, 50 years later, it should be academic because the space program has spanned 70 years and it doesn't even count the, you know, the books and the lofty ideas that Werder von Braun had back in 1959 or 1958. Because he thought we could have a moon base by 1969. But no, we allegedly went to the moon in 69. So with the first lunar landings back in the 60s, it can be said, or it can be, in in my way of thinking, it's it's hard to grasp why the moon remains such a tough destination. Why is it such a tough destination? I mean, I've asked these questions so many times, but expressing doubt about the beginnings of our miracle and miraculous space program of the 60s and 70s, it gets you some very awful derision from scientists and space enthusiasts and true believers. Why would you doubt this? How could you doubt one of the greatest accomplishments mankind has ever had? They left this terrestrial sphere and landed on an extraterrestrial sphere. And you're going to dog it? What about all your aliens you talk about? What about all the space missions you talk about other than the moon? Listen, it's okay to doubt. I feel it's okay to doubt, especially now. Because we have technologies that beat out the primitive technologies used to put the limb on the Sea of Tranquility. I mean, why does the technology that's akin to a toaster oven, how can that get man on the moon... Yet all of our advanced technology can't even go up into orbit. I I don't think it's out of line to bring this up. I don't think it's out of line to doubt. I mean, we're not going to see a moon landing for two years. There's something very interesting going on and very, I don't know, good news and bad news. No moon moon landing, but something else I got to talk about coming up on Ground Zero. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We'll be back.
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.